Our memory verse again. Look at your memory verse again. It's in your sermon outline. Let's say it together. John 5, 19. So Jesus said to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, the Son can do nothing of his own accord, but only what he sees the Father doing. For whatever the Father does, that the Son does likewise. John 5, 19. So we're talking about experiencing God, and we're this we're Unit six this week will mark halfway through our emphasis. We've looked, there are seven realities, the first four uh, we've studied so far as the foundation for how God helps us to experience him, not just in personal relationship, but also in partnering with him, in, in living in step on mission with him. That God is always at work around us, and Jesus refers to that. That God pursues a continuing love relationship with us that is real and personal. And that's what he talked about to Nicodemus. That God invites us to become involved with him in his work. That it it isn't just a, a nice relationship that we enjoy, but it's rather it's a mission, it's a purpose, it's... Um, it's God's work that he wants us to be a part of. And we talked about how from the Garden of Eden, it's always been that way, that God wants to give us the privilege and the honor of being a part of his work. And then number four is that God speaks by the Holy Spirit through the Bible, prayer, circumstances in the church, which is people, to reveal himself, his purposes, and his ways. And we started talking about that last week. The memory verse again. The son can do nothing of his own accord. In other words, Jesus says, I don't make any of my own decisions, but rather it's the father, his purposes and his ways. I look, but only what he sees the father doing. I'm watching. I'm looking to see what God is up to for whatever. And then I join in his purposes for whatever the father does that the son does likewise. And so I, I was so proud of myself, which should have been a, a, a red flag, right? That I had my sermon outline and everything done on Friday, had it to Shannon to get ready to print, to get the PowerPoint together, and believe that this was what God wanted us to look at. And then this, and yesterday, I, would, I was so happy because I didn't have to worry about it. And then I got up this morning and there was just a a sense that God was up to something different. But it's printed, Lord. (laughs) And I sensed him say, are you going to practice what you preach? Are you going to just insist on what you think I want to do? And so... As I, I got up this morning and I was listening to the Bible and spending time with the Lord, and there's just a sense that God was up to something. And then um, I got a message from Debbie this morning that her husband Mike had passed away. And it was just like the Holy Spirit said, we, I have a different agenda today. I have a different agenda today. 
because there's just a lot of stuff happening. Not, not only Debbie, but um, Susan and, and Mike had a rough week this week because of her grandson passing away. Uh, and there's just other stuff happening in people's lives. And I, and I just sense God saying, let's take a step back and let's talk about what it really means to be the church. Yeah. And so um, your outline's not any good. <laughs> so find some white space to write and open your Bible. Anybody need a Bible? Did I say something wrong? I mean, oh, okay. <laughs> Go ahead. She didn't like it. I'm leaving. Uh, anybody need a Bible? We got some Bibles in the back. Okay. So I think um, Shannon and, and uh, Jeff were able to scramble to get some things on the PowerPoint. So the first thing I want to talk about is being what it means to be the body of Christ. What it means to be the body of Christ. 1 Corinthians chapter 12 and I want to start looking at the, verse, the, the second part of verse 24. Um, being the body of Christ. In 1 Corinthians chapter 12, the end of verse 24. This is a part of a passage where Paul goes into great detail about what it means, what it looks like to be the body of Christ. And he compares the body of Christ with a human body. So he talks about hands and eyes and ears and, you know, the different roles and the different functions. And then he, and he comes to this conclusion. But God has so composed the body, giving greater honor to the part that lacked it, that there may be no division in the body. So if you, if you think about a human body... If there's division in the body, it means the hand is not functioning in tune with the rest of the body. We, what do we call that? Illness or handicap, right? That's the, the, and so he says, that's not what it's supposed to be about. He says, but, in, in, but that the members may have the same care for one another. That nobody's more important than anybody else. Everybody is important the same. Amen. Everybody, and each part of the body has a different role but that doesn't make them more important. And so I often say, I'm the pastor and, and I, have, I have impact, but that doesn't make me more important. That just, that's the role and everybody has a role so that we can work together, so that we can care for each other. And then um, verse 26, if one member suffers, all suffer together. If we are to be the body of Christ, if we are to be the congregation of God, if we are to be the church, which is what I always challenge us to do, right? Be the church. If we're to be the church, that means we care for one another. Amen. We come around one another. And this congregation does a pretty good job of that. And so Mike and Susan lost a, a loved one this week and people showed up. They came, to the, they came to the funeral. They came to the funeral home. Fly, and I had nothing to do with any of that. It was the body being the body. When I found out, and, and when I found out this morning that Debbie's husband passed away, um, I called her because here's, here's the lie of the enemy. In those kinds of cases, um, the tendency is, well, I just need to stay home. 
and deal with stuff. Right? When we think that, it's because somehow subconsciously we have it in our minds that to come to a worship service, or if it was a Bible study or learning community or whatever, is a duty that I need to perform. And that's wrong. This, and, and what I told Debbie, I said, you need to be here because this is the place where you will be loved. Amen. Right? When hard things happen, this is the place where you can be loved. Right, Su Susan? It's, this is the place to be loved and cared for. That's what makes it the body. And so I, we sent out an email, and immediately people just started praying and thinking. And, 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 I, and I watched. She couldn't even get in the door before people started hugging her and caring about her and, and uh, loving on Nick, because that's what the body is about, right? <laughs> and he's got his dancing shoes on today. The body of Christ. So it's caring for one another. It's, it's loving each other. It's uh, being there for one another. It's walking through those things. But here's one of the enemies, one of the things the enemy says, don't risk that. Don't let them get too close. Don't let them know about your difficulties because they'll judge you, right? They'll criticize you. And it's scary to be vulnerable. I'm hurting. I need a hug. I need... I need somebody to listen. I need somebody to pray for me. I need somebody to care. And I love how this congregation responds. But I, 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 I just felt like that's, we need to highlight that. That's about being the body of Christ. That's not, it's, it's, not just, it's not just a time to get together to hear the Bible. That's important. It's not ju just a time to sing songs. That's important. It's not just a time to have kids' classes. All of that's important. But all of that is how we learn how to be the body of Christ. So being the body of Christ. I think, I haven't thought this through. So you never know what's going to come out of my mouth when I haven't thought it through. I think there are some congregations that do pretty good at that. But that's only half of what God wants us to be. Yep. Being the church means caring for one another, but it also means being on mission. Mm -hmm. And so I, I, um, so one of the items of note that I already had was to say thanks to everyone who served at the spaghetti dinner yesterday. And there were a bunch of people there. Um, and I, I so appreciate all of you coming out and, uh, but if you couldn't make it, that's okay too. I, you know, every activity is not for everybody, but it's for those who God nudges to be a part of it. So I don't want you to feel guilty if God didn't nudge you, but if God nudged you and you didn't come, I want you to feel convicted. <laughs> But if God didn't nudge you, then it's off your plate. Amen. So I don't want you to feel guilty that if you weren't there. But I do want to highlight the people, what we experienced yesterday. And, and so I'm going to give an opportunity in just a few minutes for those of you that were at the spaghetti dinner, if, if you want to come up here and share what you experienced or what you saw about being the church and being in the community, I want to give you an opportunity to do that. Because um, 
um, our, with our focus on experiencing God and this, this last six months of God saying, give, you know, giving this word mission, we went into the spaghetti dinner differently this time because I, w- I asked you to pray that God would create spiritual conversations, that God would create opportunities for us to model what it means to serve without expectation. Um, and I personally saw and experienced a lot of that more than ever before at these spaghetti dinners. And I think some of you did too. So I want to give you a chance to, to do some of the talking in just a moment. Um, so as background for that, or foundation of that, turn your Bible to Matthew chapter 5. Because we, we, talk, we use these terms a lot. And I thought it was good to take a step back and um, see that these are Jesus' words of identity. Not just function, but about who we're supposed to be. Because who we are in identity will, will cause us to act. Who we are in identity um, determines what we do and how we see and how we function, and how we love. And, and thank you, Victoria. Come on. I, the rest of you are allowed to say, good job, Herb, <laughs> as well. I love that. Um, and so our identity, who we are in Christ, who he makes us to be when he places his spirit within us. <clears throat> Matthew chapter 5, beginning with verse 13. You are the salt of the earth. But if the salt has lost its taste, how shall its saltiness be restored? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled under people's feet. And so he says, our identity in Christ, if we are, if we have accepted him, his Holy Spirit is living in us and we're in step with the Holy Spirit, our identity is salt, which brings flavor Mm -hmm. everywhere we go. Mm -hmm. Now, there are some people who call themselves Christians who bring a different kind of spice. And I, I, and it causes, it's like syrup of Ipecac. I don't know what kind of spice that would be. But that's what happens, is when people are around them, instead of sensing the presence of Christ, they sense something very negative, very judgmental, very harsh, very hurtful, very mean. But our identity is Christ. And as a result, whether it's being together, adding value to one another, adding flavor to one another, or whether it's in our jobs, or whether it's together in the, at the rotary spaghetti dinner, it's adding value. It's adding flavor to their lives. He says that's a part of our identity, to bring flavor, but all, and, and a part of being salt is preservation. It's preserving. It's, it's helping people to keep going when they, they don't want to keep going. And then in verse 14, he says, you are the light of the world. <clears throat> so our identity is as salt, bringing flavor. And then our identity is light, bringing understanding, bringing truth. And that's, that's a part of the modeling. So when we are beyond these walls, when people are around us, they're seeing something different. Because light brings understanding. Light brings truth to a situation. Light brings comprehension. 
And so the, you're the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden. Amen. Do not do, nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a stand. And it gives light to all the house. In other words, when we are wherever we are, in here, together, or out there, we don't cover up our light. We are the we we are Christ followers. And we are about his truth. We are about his reality so that people can see who God really is and what God really does and how God really loves and cares. It doesn't mean we're perfect, but it means people see Jesus. And they not, may not even recognize that it's Jesus, but they just recognize there's something different. That person makes me laugh. That person inspires me. That person lifts my spirit. This person just, he, he or she listens to me and makes me feel valued and cared about. That, all of that is about being the light. Because people who aren't the light, when you talk to them, they're usually talking about themselves. Right. Or they're talking, or they're criticizing, or they're gossiping, or they're putting things down, or they're negative. And, and you walk away feeling like you need to take a shower sometimes. <laughs> right? Because they're bringing darkness instead of bringing light. In the same way, let your light shine before others. Be the church. And so when I, when I, at the end of the worship service, when I say be the church, that's what I'm talking about. Being the church is about our identity. And, and so one of the uh, um, benefits of this experience with God is it's digging down to help us see our identity. Just as Jesus said, put that memory verse back up there if you can, Shannon. So Jesus, as he's, he, he's saying, we don't really have to work hard at trying to figure out what God is up to. We need to work hard at being in step with him. Amen. And so experiencing God is leaning into him, surrendering to him, listening to him, obeying him. Because even Jesus says, I don't do anything on my own accord. The pressure's off. I just do what I see the Father doing. When he starts moving, I recognize what he wants me to be about. Amen. And that is why we do knees and nudges. Start every day on your knees, surrender your day to God, and then pay attention to where, how he leads. That's it. Bringing light, bringing understanding. So that they may see your good works what we do reflects who we are so that other people recognize there's something different and that must be God. Amen. In conversation, but here he says in our works. Flip over now to 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 14 to 17. So I hope some of you that were there yesterday are getting ready. You have something in mind because this is going to be a very short time if you don't have something to say. And, and we don't do short around here, <laughs> just so you know. There's somebody was, um, so I was behind the spaghetti line and somebody came up to me and, and they said, oh, somebody was telling me about um, new song, and I've always wondered what goes on down there. 
Oh, just cult things, that's all. Um, and she, she said she goes to a different um, evangelical church, but her husband won't go with her because he says that if a preacher can't say it in 10 minutes, then he can't say it at all. <laughs> Going, well, don't come to New Song, man. 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verses, beginning with verse 14. He says, But thanks be to God, who in Christ always leads us in triumphal procession. Triumphal procession. And just by the way, this really isn't embedded in this verse as much as other verses, but we are, our attitude ought to be that we are always victors, never victims. We never have to back away from anything. Because we're in Christ. And he's the victor. So he is always leading us in triumph. And through us spreads the fragrance of the knowledge of him everywhere. I love that. That wherever we go, the aroma of Christ is flowing through us and around us. That we are so, it's, it's like, you know, my grandmother's an aunt who used to wear this perfume that permeated entire states. <laughs> You could smell them coming from California. There was just an aroma. And you knew what that aroma was. And it only cost like 15 cents at Woolworths. <laughs> right? You know what I'm talking about. That ought to be the permeation that we have. Right? Only instead of that cheap perfume, we have the most expensive, fragrant aroma that that just activates the whole being of people. And they go, wow, I'm not sure what that is, but that's good. I like being around that. I like that fragrance. But notice, it spreads the fragrance of the knowledge of Him. It's not us. It's never us. It's Him. For we are the aroma of Christ. Identity, again. It's not about trying to be. It's not about earning it. It's about being so in tune with him that our identity causes it to flow. Now, there's, he, he trains us and he develops skills in us and through us. Uh, but it's him in us. For we are the aroma of Christ to God among those who are being saved and among those who are perishing. So as the aroma of Christ, um, for those who are open to what Christ might want to do in their lives, it's a pleasant aroma. Amen. For those who are rebellious against Christ, doesn't want anything to do it, it's a bad aroma. But it's the aroma of Christ. But again, again, it's not us, it's Christ. And some people don't want Christ. Just like, as Jesus was talking to some of those people that he's talking to in John chapter 5 are going to be the ones who kill him and rebel against him the whole time. For to one, a fragrance from death to death, to the other, a fragrance from life to life. Who is sufficient for these things? For are we, we are not like so many peddlers of the word, but as men of, of sincerity, as commissioned by God in the sight of God, we speak Christ. The fragrance of Christ. It's all about him. So being salt is our identity, Christ in us. Being light 
It's about him. Christ in us, flowing through us. The aroma, it's about Christ flowing through us. It's about being Christ, taking no credit for ourselves. So whether we're being the body of Christ to these ladies who have lost people, being the body of Christ um, to Kevin and Denise and celebrating with them. And um, I think I forgot a scripture. Who knows? Oh yeah, no, I didn't forget what I said at the beginning. If one member suffers, we all suffer together. If one member is honored, we all rejoice together. That's about being the body of Christ. So um, several people yesterday asked me, some of the people that came from New Song to, to help out at the Rotary Spaghetti Dinner said, how did you get involved with this anyway? And I realized that it's been a long time and many of you are, are newer and don't know the way that God has arranged all of that. So back in 2001, 2002, um, I, we were still meeting in the school and I just had a nudge that God was telling me to join the Rotary Club of Bethel Park. I had visited because um, one of the people who were part of New Song years ago had been a part of it. And I'd gone to a meeting, just didn't feel like I wanted to be a part of it. So five years later, I sensed God nudging me. So I think it's 2001, 2002, somewhere in there. So I, I began to go to the Rotary Club, became a member of the Rotary Club of Bethel Park. That was before we ever knew about this property. So about a year, year and a half later, God opens up this property. Come to find out, I, there's a, a Rotary Club in Castle Shannon, in Dormont, in other places, but it was Bethel Park where God wanted me to be a part of the Rotary Club. He knew that we were going to end up in Bethel Park. Praise God, right? It's God. So we got the property, and we had trouble getting a mortgage because the banking industry hates churches. No, they don't hate churches. <laughs> but they are, churches are, are a high risk for them. No bank wants to foreclose on a church. And we had no history. You know, we were brand new. We were 15 years old, meeting in the school. We had nothing. And so we started going through this process with different churches. Well, one of the members of the, Bethel of the Rotary Club of Bethel Park was a banker, John Nave, Brentwood Bank. And he said, let me see what I can do. Open up the door, we were able to get it. We, we said, and, and so this property was a mess, and we needed a huge excavation. We didn't know where to turn. One of the members of the Rotary Club was friends with an excavator that he worked with, and we found ourselves with an excavator who worked with us and cut us breaks and just provided for us. We had members of the Rotary Club of Bethel Park who came and volunteered to help do some of the remodeling. And all along the way, looking back, we see God nudged me to be a part of that club so that he would have in place the resources that we needed, but also so that we could come back and make a difference Amen. through the Rotary Club in so many different ways. I've officiated weddings of people that were part of the Rotary Club and, and their kids. I've officiated funerals. I've prayed with people. That it's, it's like almost like a second 
group. That, but, but there's this connection because of the spaghetti dinner. So it's not an accident that we're a part of that. And so I challenge you, a month or, starting a month or so ago, come and be a part of that. Come and be a part, just being Jesus. And because of the emphasis on experiencing God and, and the realities that we're looking at right now is watching to see what God is doing and joining him, paying attention. So I, was, I, I, was more, I felt, feel like I was more in tune with that saying, God, show me. Instead of just getting the spaghetti out the door, what is it that you're doing behind the scenes? And for me personally, there was some moments, there was all all over the place, there was stuff. But I I, want to give other people a chance to share, what did you see? What did you experience? What, What did that, what did yesterday mean for you? And then I'll follow up with anything that comes to my mind. So it's not going to be short. (laughs) (laughs) Who would like to share first? What did you experience? What did you see? (laughs) And because Tom insists on it, you can't just stand where you are. You have to talk into this thing. Plus the people watching on Facebook will want to hear it as well. When Pastor uh, said this, I had something to say, but he basically just said everything. So I'll just reiterate what he said. Uh, At the spaghetti dinner, I just saw a big team. We got the job done. Everything. Everybody was a huge part. And though I didn't see our church members maybe go around to people and say, hey, you know Jesus loves you and died on the cross for you. It doesn't matter. We, we, we were being a team, being the light um, of Christ through what we were doing. And like Pastor said a few weeks ago, you know, he's going to be a part of this Rotary Club still. And you never know, people are going to walk up to him and be like, that lady helping, mm-hmm. there was something different about her. Mm-hmm. That opens a door. Right. So we don't, it's very important we go out and proclaim the name of Jesus Christ, how much he loves us, that he died on the cross for us. And, rose from the dead. Yes, absolutely. But being the light of Christ can also be just doing your job, being different from the world, not your language, being inappropriate, and things like that. It's so important. And that was just basically the biggest thing I saw is we were a team. We were being the light of Christ, even though we weren't proclaiming maybe the name of Jesus Christ, will we? And you just reiterated that, but just to emphasize it. Good. Good. Who's else? Who else? Yeah, and, and yeah, one of the things, you know, people say, oh, they're from your church too? Because there's just so many. Of, you know, I, honestly, I don't know that the, the dinner could have happened without new songers. Because you guys are the hardest workers. Well, there were a couple of teenagers that did a good job. They were from the Interact Club. Yes. You know, they were, <laughs> they were impressive. But, but this, everybody from New Song, you're, you're, you're from New Song too? How many people are here for, who are, you know, go ahead. Yes, hello everybody. I just want to say I thank you, Coach Pastor Herb, for the opportunity to serve. I love when pa- Pastor Herb says, let's go be the church. Good job, team. 
because you represented Jesus, you represented New Song, and I'm always telling people about my New Song family and how much I love my family. You guys allowed people out in the community to see that. They got to see people just loving on them just as they were. People were hungry. They weren't really hungry for spaghetti. They were hungry for the word. They weren't hungry for those drag cookies. They were not hungry for the cookies. They are hungry for a relationship. There was every table we went to, like you had an opportunity to talk to people. Like they were there, they're hungry. So guys, when you're out in the community, greet the cashier, look them in the eyes. How are you today? How's your day going? And listen, don't just like, hey, how you doing? Keep it moving. Be there. Be who God called you to be. And I thank you because I, I really enjoyed myself. I had a lot of fun. And, and be an encouragement because the kids that were there, they were working hard. This uh-huh. one girl, she was hustling, literally hustling. And, and I, said, I went over to the director and I said, you know, who, who do I talk to? Because this little girl, she has been working so hard. And she's like, well, I see her in the, in the uh, owners of uh, mom, and Pop's, mom and Pop restaurant. They were there. They offered this young girl a job. When she turns 14, she can walk in the door because of how hard she was working. And girl, once, I, once we encouraged her, she was like, she kept, you know, I was like, you go, girl. It was awesome. So I thank you. And God is so awesome that he provided. There was so much food left over that there are little blessing bags, that's what we're going to call them, blessing bags for you guys to take home. Inside there's some bread and there's some cheese and there's, there's all kinds of goodies in there for you to take home and enjoy. And there's also cookies in there. But most importantly, I just thank you guys for, for being a team. We did this. It was awesome. And we all had fun doing it. At least yeah. I had fun. I hope y'all had fun. I know I had fun. So thank you guys for being awesome. Yeah. Good. Good. Thank you. Yep. And so the, those bags are, we had a bunch of food left over in the, in the first room on the right. Just grab a bag. Make sure you take them because... If you don't take them, then they're just going to go to waste. I'm going to talk about prayer that went before us. Last year, we were Terry and I were there, and it was at the beginning of the thing. We were packing out meals to go, and it was there were business meals. So we business, business meals. meals. So probably twelve businesses, two hundred fifty meals that have to be packed before lunchtime. Yeah. Before lunchtime, we had to pack this out. Jess was there last year. She knew how crazy it was. So all week long, I've been praying that we would have less chaos and that there would be a peace among everyone there and that the Rotary Club members would not fight amongst each other and say they were more important and we have to get their meal out first. They, They put Herb in charge of the takeout. And for most of the time, it was non-chaotic the entire time until they threw us a little curve at the end. And then they added people, and then they take, take, took a couple people away. But it was just that peace. Uh, and I knew it was the prayers that I had and probably prayers of others. They probably didn't know their chaos that we faced last year, but there wasn't that chaos. Everyone was peaceful, and there was a peace among everyone there that was even the interact kids, there was a peace. They did get a little rowdy at one time, but they come under control real quick. But I know prayer works, and I've seen it in action. Mm-hmm. Yep, good. 
Yeah, and I didn't know Randy was praying for that, but um, it was on Wednesday, just the week last week, that um, circumstances arranged for them to ask me to be in charge. Because it was, last year it was just chaos. It was, hardly got the, the, the meals out in time. A number of Rotary Club members came to me and said, wow, thank you for doing this, because the meals were ready to go by 11 in the morning. I mean, and, they, and the ones that were delivering the meals are going, wow, this is, they're, they're seeing Christ in action. It's not me. And at the Rotary Club meeting this Wednesday, I'll, I'll say it again, it wasn't me. What you saw was God in action. Amen. Yeah. Who else? And Roz was the star. She was such a good helper. So I really felt nudged for a while to do this, but I was kind of holding off because there were other things popping up here and there, but God made it work, cleared our schedule for Saturday, and I was kind of late last minute um, committing, but I really felt the nudge for Roslyn especially to participate in this. Um, we met a um, high schooler. He was really sweet. His name was Riley. And he said he was there to earn volunteer hours for Honor Society. And I remember needing to do that when I was in school. Um, the difference now, though, is really looking at all of these opportunities as being the example. Um, and Jesus is the example for us. And it's not just earning hours you know, making yourself look good. Um, it has so much more meaning when you really give your time to these activities. And especially for Roslyn, something I want to instill now in her. And um, I have to give a shout out to Pam. She was wonderful. She really like took the lead and she was the one really working with Roslyn and getting her involved um, in doing activities. So that, that really warmed my heart that she did that. And Roz, what did... About your experience yesterday. Mm, I don't know. Go ahead. You don't know? Okay. <laughs> just, just say Pastor Herb was great. Pastor Herb was great. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, she she came home. She was smiling in the car all the way back. She was so appreciative of the spaghetti dinner that Pastor Herb um, <laughs> sent her home with. So we just had a wonderful time and so happy to be a part of it. Good. Good. Good job. And and so Pam is not here probably because she's in pain. Because she she's been struggling. She put her hip out of joint and I tried to chase her home several times. But and so here's the attitude is I want to serve even if it costs me. And that's her heart. That was her heart. I want to be here to serve. And she did an incredible job. I just, I didn't even tell her I was putting her in charge of things. I just told her to <laughs> go take care of that. She did it. What else? Anybody? I don't know. Should we take a vote or? You know? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, come on up. Okay. <clears throat> oh. <clears throat> Excuse me. So, um, 
I'm just going to kind of highlight a couple things based on what you were talking about earlier. Um, I'm a visual person. So like when, when you're talking about, you know, coming together at these events and, and, and um, being the church and being the light, like a bunch of little candles running around, you know, that's helping good. people out, you know? Yeah. So the, when you, when, when you, you're able to get together and a greater light, you're, you're, you're shining to more people that greater light. So mm -hmm. that's what I was thinking. Um, plus it got me the opportunity to kind of meet with people I know mm -hmm. every week, but mm -hmm. never really get to talk to. Mm -hmm. So I built a connection more with those individuals that, because I'm kind of quiet. Mm -hmm. yeah. So it, it helps to build each other and right. build the body of Christ. So yeah. that was. And that's, that's one of the things that I noticed too, is it gave opportunity for people that are part of this congregation to have some time to get to know each other and right. share. Yeah. Right. So my husband Mike and me and my son Luke over there who's on sound today, um, we all went and um, it was nice to see all the kids there participating and helping and um, to have a, like a strong work ethic. That one girl was really hustling and a lot of them were. So that was nice to see. And, and like um, Sharon said, to encourage them. I'm like, hey girl, do you need a break? And she's like, no, I'm good. I'm like, wow, you're amazing. You know, and just uplifting them so that they... Could have more energy to carry on as well so um and we have to give a shout out to mike who was doing dishes oh yeah all day long from right. like nine in the morning yeah. till seven eight at night yeah and then val took over for him too at the end yeah. of the day yeah, yeah. so i'm sorry i'm gonna lose the <laughs> um and another thing that comes to mind jeff he was he was there he had this shirt on there was people outside talking like look at his shirt what does his shirt say like you know and i was like they're arguing about your shirt out there go you got to get out there so he's out there pulling up his apron and like showing and he, he's creating creating a conversation just by wearing a shirt so yeah. you know. and we forgot and and it, it said something is, about we are the we, i yeah. don't go to church we are the church or something like that you know so that, it slipped my mind because those are shirts that we we want to give everybody and so do we have we have some yeah, but it says we don't we don't go to church. But then underneath it says we are the church. But the apron covered up the we are the church part. And so I think people are getting mad at Jeff going, What do you mean you don't go to church? So if you don't have one of those shirts, let us know because we give those out to congregation members to wear at those kind of events and it just slipped my mind. Yeah. Um so I wanted to give Shout out to Mike who was doing dishes all, all um, in the back there. And I know because a little secret of mine is I despise doing dishes. Me too. So um, I thought, Mike's back there and he's working, working. And I felt, oh my gosh, I would be like, if I had to be stuck back there doing dishes the whole time, I'd be like, ah. So I'm like, I'm going to go help him out, you know. And so I went back and I said, Mike, do you need help? Of course, he doesn't need help, you know. He's, he's got it, you know. But We're talking about um, Mike Reichel. Yeah. My, yeah. yeah, Mike, right. And um, so I said, come on, let me help you out, you know. So I started doing some things and helping him out. And you could see he was a little relieved. And, um, and uh, it, But you know what? Like I said, I really don't like doing dishes. But when I was doing it, and then earlier I was talking with Pete, you know, we were laughing about some things, and Sharon, we were laughing, you know, it was just, and I'm back there doing dishes, and I'm like, this just overwhelming joy came over me. And I'm like, 
this is fun. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm doing the dishes. And I just said that, this is fun. What is wrong with me? You know, but it was like, wow. You know, and then I thought like a peace and a joy about doing the dishes and just actually it's serving with like-minded Christians and the joy. Like, what is heaven going to be like? Is this what heaven's going to be like where we're serving mm-hmm. God all day long with like-minded people in, in perfect harmony and joy, mm-hmm. you know, it's not going to be work. It's going to be fun, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. you know? So mm-hmm. that's what I, I got out of that. And um, um, another thing I just wanted to say was the reason why the Rotary did the spaghetti um, fundraiser was to help veterans um, acquire uh, service dogs for help to, um, to live really. Mm-hmm. Um, the guy that was there, his name was Craig and he, I got to, we were talking with him and he was saying that his service dog has like saved his life like three or four times mm-hmm. because these dogs can sense when their blood pressure drops or when they're going to have a seizure or whatever. And it just, um, they alert them and whatever. So, um, I'm just really amazed by that. And, um, so they're building a facility. They have one in Florida, and they're going to build one in Pennsylvania. So, um, but each service dog costs about $30,000. It's massive expense. But these people really need these things, you know. Um, but as he was talking, I always I pray for God to open a door of utterance so mm-hmm. that I can inject Christ into the conversation because no matter how many times this dog saves this guy's life, if he doesn't have Jesus Christ, right. it's for nothing. Right. He's going to have eternal damnation. So he can stay alive in body, but where is his soul? Right. So when he was talking to me, I was just praying and, you know, listening to him and um, how he was just so thankful for this dog. And um, <clears throat> so I didn't, I didn't feel an interjection, anything pressing to say at that time. But afterwards, we, he was walking around. And he was just thanking all the volunteers. Meanwhile, this is a veteran <laughs> that gave his life for our freedom in America. And he's thanking us over and over again for, for serving spaghetti, mm-hmm. for crying out loud. Mm-hmm. You know? and, um, and I, just, I was so touched by that. And I said, no, thank you um, for what you have done for us. And, um, and, I, and, and he said, I'm just so thankful for all your volunteers. Um, where are you from or what are you? And so that I'm like, that's your end. And Mm -hmm. it just, and I said, we're from new song community church and there's a bunch of us here and we're just, it's a pleasure for us to be here to serve you guys. And he's like, Oh, you know, and I said, do you go to church? And he said, um, no, with his disabilities, he really, he can't get out much, you know, and when he does, he doesn't know how it's going to go and stuff. So I said, well, there's a lot of online things. I know our church has an online that you can plug into if you're looking for something, you know? And he said, um, he said, yeah, well, I'm a good person. Mm. And I do, I try to do good. And I believe that, you know, I do the best I can. And, you know, and he gave me some examples of what he has done good. And I said, um, I said, yeah, I said, but do you believe on Jesus Christ for your eternal salvation. And he said, well, I, yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, I do, I do. And I said, good, good, that's great, you know? And he said, again, he went back to all his good works that Mm. he had done. And I said, you know, he said, um, I wrote this down (laughs) because I want to remember what I said. Um, But he said, 
Um, we are, I said, um, you know, we are God's children, so therefore we want to do good works to please our Father. I said, we don't do good works so that we become God's children. I said, my son, he was sitting right there, and I said, my son is my son whether he does good works or not. I don't love him because he is good. I love him because he is my son. Hmm. And it pleases, and it's, and it's his pleasure it's my pleasure when he does good works. So I prayed, and I hope that what I said, the Holy Spirit will use. I don't know if he will or not, but that's not up to me. It's up to the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. So let's pray for Craig, and um, that something I said can resonate with him, and that he truly is a child of God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's, let's pray for Craig right now. Lord, we put Craig into your hands and ask that you would reach into his life. Would you activate the words that you gave just to speak in a deeper, stronger, soul-level way to draw him to yourself? And if you want to use us, God, we're available. In the name of Jesus, amen. And there, you know, I'm so bad at shirts and cards... But there are some cards that we had for community printed community day years ago printed up that has the information for our church. Let me encourage you to take a handful of those so that in those kind of cases then you can you can just hand um, Susan, do you want to Amen. Amen. And that's such a great example of that reality that God is pursuing a love relationship with every one of us. And Jeannie's waited a long time for that. If you know any of her story, God is, that's just incredible. That's incredible. Amen. Anybody else? <laughs> no pressure at all from this group of people, but. <clears throat> all right. Um, so I just wanted to say thanks to Pastor Herb, though. Like, I think he was there the whole day and he was tired. So thank you. Um, but I just wanted to serve just like Jesus did. And it was awesome doing it. So I want to thank my husband for watching Garrett. <laughs> he's, you know, so <clears throat> that's all. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and I like saw a lot of connection, not only with like the New Song family, but a lot with other members, other people there. So. Yeah, yep, yep. Give a round of applause. So one of the things that that, um, well, a couple of things. So the connections, I think, because it wasn't as busy, there was a lot, a lot of different. I saw people talking and sharing and. Um, People talking about God, people talk, inviting people to come to be a part of New Song and visit. Um, I, I, I personally experienced more spiritual conversations. And one of the things that I've noticed is because I've been doing this for almost two decades now, and there are a number of younger people who have been a part of it for years that I've made connections with. And I think the other Rotary members 
look at me kind of sideways because I'm always hugging on these kids, you know, these teenagers and these young adults who have been there and, and we've had these experiences and conversations. Um, and at the end, so at the end, we're sitting around, almost everything is done. A brother and a sister, the, um, Josh is a senior, his sister is a, a junior. They've been a part of it because their dad has been part of Rotary for a long time. And we've made this connection and, and created this friendship. And I said, well, you know, I got this gig every Sunday morning at 10 o'clock. You know, you could come and be part. And, um, and so Josh, the senior, said, I want to come. Amen. And I want you to hold me accountable to come. Awesome. He said, but I'm going to surprise you. when you're I said, well, you know what? You can do that if you want. But if you tell me you're coming, I'll buy you lunch. And bring your sister, and, her, and then his sister turned to another one of the girls and said, and you need to come too. And, and, and the girl goes, I got to go running tomorrow. And she goes, not tomorrow, we're, you know, we're, we're going to... So there's these kind of conversations. And, and I introduced Mike to one of the members' daughters who's been a part of it. And, and we had this incredible conversation, um, just connection. Because there's so few people in the world who have anyone who will just listen and care, and make eye contact, and, and, and communicate, you're important. Yeah. And that happened so, so much and, um, throughout, throughout the whole day. Now, I think, I think this, the reason God wanted us to dwell on this a little bit is because for six months, God's been, had in my mind, mission. Being the church on mission. And in the past, you know, we got those shirts, and we, we've, we've been trying to force it. And we've been trying to figure out, how do we do that in the community? And we come up with all these ideas, and we've done different things over the years. And, and as different people were speaking, I, I, I sense God's Spirit saying, in the past you tried to force it. But I do have a mission for you. Beyond these walls, in these kinds of settings... So now as a congregation, what we need to do is pray and ask God to show us. Amen. And then to give us the antenna, give us the, the, um, the perception so that we recognize when he, because he knows how he wants to work, Amen. right? And, and we just need to take the pressure off of ourselves, stop trying to figure out, okay, the church in, in, in Texas does this, so we're going to do that and just say, God, whatever you want us to do however you want it to happen. But we want to be on mission because, Jess, you're exactly right. That's where the joy. Jesus says in, in John, I think it was chapter 15, he says, I, I want my joy to be in you and your joy to be full. But in the, what he's talking about in the context of being the branches so that his life is flowing through us. That's where the joy is. Our culture says, I'm going to find joy in recreation or other kinds of places. No, he goes, it's in doing, partnering, living, in step with him, and experiencing the joy when it happens. Amen. So as we close, we, Lord, we give ourselves to you. Thank you for pursuing us with a love relationship. But we also thank you as much of inviting us to be involved with you in your work. That's the joy, Lord. We, and we, we've gotten taste of it, and we want it more. 
We want more and more. We, we want to be so fruitful branches of you as the vine that people will notice and they'll, they'll experience your flavor and your light and your aroma. Help us to do it in our everyday lives. Where we live, where we work, where we shop. Lord, just let that aroma, that flavor, that light permeate us by your spirit getting stronger and stronger within us. Lord, we thank you for what you've done in Jeannie's life. God, we just give you praise. We thank you for what you're doing in, in other people's lives. We pray for Debbie and Nick and ask that in the week ahead especially, God, they will fill your arms around them. We pray for Susan and Mike as they continue to grieve, that you would put your arms around them. Lord, we pray for Kevin and Denise, that they will experience great joy in, in this new grandchild and that they will be your flavor and your light among the family up there. Lord, we just want whatever you're up to. Because that's the joy. We love you. We give ourselves to you. But we also pray for all those that, were, that we touched yesterday. Lord, in whatever way, bring back words, bring back um, serving. But just bring, we just pray that you would, you would um, use it as fertilizer for what you're doing in their lives. And be with me at the next Rotary meeting, God, that, um, that you will take everything that we experienced yesterday and you will bring it all together in those people's lives that they will see you. Not us, but you. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen.